0: Slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's.
1: And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast.
0: You're still gonna miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community and support and encouragement that comes along with being around people who love you and who are also growing with you. You're gonna miss out on some great music. You're gonna miss out on the cookies and the coffee in the fellowship hall. But we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall.
1: And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers. We're average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week.
0: We started the podcast, so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or shoveling snow or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church.
1: Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on a Sunday, so whatever day it is when you're listening, we hope that you would receive it with an open mind and an open heart.
0: And a quick note, we don't really care if you agree with everything Susan's going to say today or not.
1: Oh, or when Chris is going to say (laughs) it. I
0: imagine you'll always agree with me. But uh, no, feel free to question, to figure out what you think. We think that's good and healthy. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God. Moving in your life as you consider this.
1: So the scriptures for the third week of Lent that I chose are the t- story of the rec- of the Ten Commandments. Not really the story of the Ten Commandments, it's just basically
0: The Ten Commandments. The Ten
1: Commandments. Moses reading them. You
0: didn't make your congregation remember all of them?
1: No, no. no. I made my
0: congregation remember all of them.
1: Nope. And then the other one is John two, verses thirteen to twenty-two, which is Jesus driving the moneymakers out of the temple. Uh-huh. John's version of this?
0: Yes. Which happens right at the beginning of his ministry.
1: Yeah. It happens early in John.
0: Early in John. And every and all the other Gospels, it happens at the end. Like, it's like the yeah. final straw. Right.
1: The word I, that I start with when I'm thinking about these is freedom. And we talk about a lot about freedom, especially here in the United States. We're all like, oh, freedom.
0: We like to wave that flag. We sure. like to wave that
1: flag and, and claim personal freedom and, and all those things.
0: And especially in Nevada. Especially in Nevada. We are like a libertarian state. State. Yes. Low taxes, low services. Right. Low government authority.
1: I was reminded by one of the commentators about a story from Romania in 1989. Right after the the dictator was tried and executed, you ended up with a country in turmoil, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's no... Clear leadership, and there's no one clearly in charge. And the story is told. It was told in Christian Century when reporters from the West arrived looking for an English-speaking person. Then they finally found somebody who could speak English. The the woman summed up what was happening with this quote: "We have freedom, but we don't know what to do with it."
0: Oh, good one.
1: And. Something happened similarly for Martin Luther in the beginning of the Reformation where people were like there's no the Catholic Church has no authority.
0: There's no authority. Woo! Yeah. We can do
1: whatever we want, right?
0: And Martin Luther was like, let me hit you over the head with a Bible.
1: Let me hit you over the head, right? Which like, is
0: his legacy. Right.
1: Well, he went, you know, he went visiting churches and afterwards he wrote, "Alas, what wretchedness I beheld, we have perfected the fine art of abusing liberty."
0: Wow.
1: Which is a great line, right?
0: Abusing liberty is like, my autobiography. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then it, then that, you know, that thinking about that reminds me of, like, like those first tastes of freedom as a teenager. Or, like, I especially was remembering with the driver's license.
0: Mm-hmm, that's a big one.
1: Yeah, and I remember the night I came home late following a youth group dance with some folks who were supposed to be sleeping at our house. Because I had just, like, got the, the liberty of having a car and having friends, you know, my friends with me and, like... Like living in a town where we could go for those bumps where you kind of get airborne. Yeah. Right? The, the overwhelming feeling of that um, reckless abandon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how that relates to the the, the situation the Hebrew people find themselves in.
0: Yeah, right? after they escape from Egypt and after they before escape from they Egypt, find the promised land, right? they're out wandering.
1: They have this freedom. They're no longer slaves. They're not even cared for anymore, even if that was bad and they have this freedom and then they're in trouble Mm -hmm. because they don't know what to do with it and they um run a little bit wild and they run a little bit whiny
0: yeah they get real real whiny right
1: and then we enter what we now know as the torah we enter into the beginning of the law with Mm -hmm. the ten commandments and we understand them as like law like like,
0: yeah like you can enforce it
1: right but but really this is instruction this Mm -hmm. is like
0: I was going to say, the Torah is like all five of the books, right? right so it right. includes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Right. But,
1: but you know, like here they are, they're in the middle of it. The beginning of what becomes that is like...
0: Is happening. Two,
1: yeah. And God means this to be a gift. The Ten Commandments to be a gift.
0: Here's some guidelines, guys. Here's some guidelines. Here's, if you do these things, you'll be less likely to want to kill each other.
1: Right. Exactly. Concern for one another. You know, here's some boundaries on the freedom so mm-hmm. that you might understand...
0: The purpose of freedom. Right, the
1: purpose of freedom. Which is right. not
0: to be a jackass.
1: Right. And I'm reminded that that this is not a problem that, that we are unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have this situation in our own lives sometimes. We struggle with what to do with our free will mm-hmm. and our spiritual freedom. And how do we behave in the light of the... I mean, because God does give us a whole heck of a lot of freedom.
0: Yeah. I remember actually sitting in an ordination interview uh, in Visalia. So it was during the candidacy process for the United yeah. Na- Ma- Methodist Church. And somebody asked me what happens to people when they die. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's none of my business. Oh, I'm, My job is to deal with the living. And they said, but if you don't tell people where they're going to go when they die, how will they have any idea of why it's important for them to be Christians now? And I said, if the threat of consequences is the only thing that's going to keep people in love with God, then that's not love, that's abuse. And they were not happy with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, like, trying to find some, like, enforcer, right? Like, right. how do you enforce people to go to church? And, right. I'm, like, that's not, not the, call the call is to enforce the rules.
1: No. I mean, I think that's partly, like, how we end up looking at the Ten Commandments is, like, if we don't break these, we're okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And so... Um, as long as
0: I don't do these ten very specific things, things... that I'm supposed to not do. Right. Then I, then nobody can judge me.
1: So I actually kind of went through them, like with with my folks, and I was like, you know, uh, well, first of all, you know, it's it's not very practical. This, these are really.
0: You wouldn't think that they were practical. I think they're pretty practical. No, I
1: mean the approach is not practical. To be like, I oh, can here's take off the, I can take off these ten rules, and I'm fine.
0: We sort of do that with youth group, though. Here are the five rules, guys. Great. Right respect each other don't use put downs don't use bad language
1: but they're the they're the base there's a baseline right like these are like the place from which to start Mm -hmm. not the place to end yeah (laughs) even as we think we're doing them perfectly Mm -hmm. maybe we aren't luther used the image of a mirror for your soul yeah something to look at and to see ourselves more clearly as the people of god who are in need of god's grace Mm -hmm. Not that we're the perfect people, that when we look at each other, when we look at ourselves in these mirrors and we begin to see really who we are and what we've put between us and God.
0: Yeah, which is what scripture is supposed to be for. Right. Here, look at these stories and see if you see them in yourself and see, you know, it's real easy to judge the people in the story, but how would you judge yourself? Right. Right. And then, you know, adjust yourself instead of adjusting everybody else.
1: So when you look at the surface of the rules, no other gods. Okay, good. No, I don't have any ball worship going on or fertility worship.
0: Right. Or
1: no graven images.
0: No. I mean, I do have a bobblehead of Brent Burns in my office. Does that count? No. He's part of you're not
1: bowing down to a man made object. He's part of my holy trinity. It's not a god. He's a god.
0: He's a god made object and God's gift to hockey. There you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) Or like taking God's name in vain, right? Usually avoid. I do that a little bit.
0: Shh. Okay.
1: Remembering the Sabbath. You know, I I go to church every Sunday. Sure. (laughs) Most of them? Most of them. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm paid to do that,
0: right?
1: Uh Honor your parents. You know, I, I take my mom out for her birthday. You're great. Yeah. Yeah, right? Thou shalt got, not kill. You, you get her the
0: Ben and Jerry's. I and give her the Ben and Jerry's. The... I do.
1: I do. Uh, thou shalt not kill. You know, haven't even been in a fist fight and ever. Really. Yeah, I'm not very no, good we'll at fighting. We'll have to talk
0: about that later.
1: Yeah, okay. Thou shalt not steal. I said, you know, as long as snitches from my friend's plates at dinner doesn't count, I'm good.
0: You can have my fries whenever you want.
1: Yep, yep. Don't bear false witness. Uh, try not to do that, right? Not
0: okay. in a court of law, at least. Right. I mean, I might spice up a story for the benefit of those who are listening. Right. Add a little bit of color.
1: Right. Thou shalt not covet. I'm, I'm pretty good on that, right? I really don't want any my neighbor's ox or ass because I don't have any room in my backyard. I'm good.
0: I love that they put that one before adultery, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't covet your neighbor's donkey and also don't covet your, your neighbor's, neighbor's wife.
1: wife. Yeah. You know, so, so when we look at that scorecard, pretty good. Most mm-hmm. of us are passing, right? Yeah, I got percent at least more.
0: a 70%. Yeah. And, right.
1: But then when we look at it a little closer, you know, if we if we take more than just like the surface meaning, right? No other gods. Mm-hmm. Me, you know, what if are, are there things that get more of my attention and loyalty than God?
0: Yeah. Or is there something that I think will fix everything more than God will? Yep. Yeah. Like, what is the thing that I think will fix it? Yeah. Maybe that's being financially secure. Maybe that's, mm-hmm. you know, having the things that will make me feel socially secure with my neighbors. Like, right. I've got a, a comparable car, comparable clothes, mm-hmm. comparable whatever. Right. Um, Graven images. Wanting to find that Prince Charming who will just fix everything.
1: <laughs> that's another god, or is that a graven image? I'm not sure.
0: Uh well, Tinder would be the graven image, but the guy would be the other guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, what are the most important things in our homes in our you know that we're paying a lot of attention to and mm-hmm. devote a great deal of time and energy to gaining? What if taking the Lord's name in vain isn't about saying GD? <gasps> Susan. <gasps> but what, what is about misusing religion?
0: Uh, associating God's name with things that are not of God. Right. Like or, war, or, or using it for... Hatred. To-
1: for hatred, for manipulation. Control. Control. Mm-hmm. That, that, ooh. And what if recognizing the Sabbath is more about being silent long enough for God, for us to hear God speaking?
0: Right, which might take longer than an hour on Sunday when we're talking at people. Not um, that the podcast is something you should stop listening to. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. <laughs> this can be part of your listening to God. Or maybe honoring father and mother is more than just the ones we've been born with. Like
0: honoring your spiritual elders. elders
1: but also you know, giving support to those who are taking on leadership, all the things, the other things that some, you know, that go along with that. Well, you know, in the whole, you know, I haven't killed anyone (laughs) personally. Right. Right. But I have, maybe I haven't protested, maybe I haven't protested or prevented the violence that goes on in my name.
0: Yeah. Like in the name of the state for sure.
1: And you know, and funded with my dollars Mm -hmm. and adultery. And I made my congregation laugh by saying, you know, the Jimmy Carter thing, right? (laughs)
0: What's the Jimmy Carter the thing? The Jimmy Carter
1: thing is that I've only ever committed adultery in my heart. Oh. Lusted after women who were not my wife in my heart.
0: Well, there's that. But then there's also like emotional adultery. Oh, yeah. Right? No. Which no. is like the, the forming of those relationships it. beyond mm-hmm. what that is should... appropriate. Throw clergy boundaries in there, right? Right. Which is like not just about don't have sex with somebody in your congregation, It's also about don't put your stuff on somebody in the congregation. It's not their job to care for you. Find that someplace else.
1: I mean, there's so many ways we do this.
0: Whenever we violate a relationship that costs somebody Somebody something. um, And I'm not saying that we shouldn't rely on each other and give each other support. But what I am saying is. That there are ways to do that that maintain healthy relationships across right. the entire community, yeah. and there are ways to do that that undermine healthy relationships. Well,
1: and there's like a there's a great chart about like where you get support from, uh-huh. and it's about like you know the person who's having the situation isn't right. the one giving it to you. Right. You're the one giving it to them. Right. When right. you
0: call somebody because their spouse has passed away, don't let them comfort you. That's not their job. Right. Your job is to comfort them. Right. Even if you miss the person too. They're not there to comfort you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Thou shalt not steal. Augustine is quoted as saying, uh, anything you have more of than you need is stolen from the poor.
0: Yes. It's a friend of mine just purged all of his closets and gave away everything that he did not wear regularly, like Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis and said, these are other people's clothes.
1: Wow. False witness. Maybe we don't lie, but we can spin the truth. Mm -hmm. Like a whirling dervish (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to make us look better. Well, and it
0: goes along with the taking God's name in vain thing, right? The number of times I've heard people say, well, I was praying and God really told me. Right. It's like a way of holding something over somebody else. It's a way of, in the gospel, it says don't swear. Just say what you have to say. Say yes or no. Don't swear by God on anything because your word should be enough. If you have built trust with people, it is enough. But if you feel the need to say, well, God told me and therefore you have to. Right. that's, That's manipulation that is beyond the pale. Right. And if somebody else is not hearing the same thing from God, then that's okay. That's okay. That's why we work in community. Yeah.
1: That's why we work in community. So, but I think, I think I'm still good on the not coveting my neighbor's ass.
0: Oh, I'm not.
1: (laughs) You want a donkey in your backyard? I
0: may or may not have had, oh, see now. And I went straight back to adultery because I was thinking about some thoughts I had while watching Thor Ragnarok the other day. (laughs) No, no,
1: I'm talking about the animal kind.
0: A little covetous. I do like that my friend has a dog that's cuddle size.
1: That is nice.
0: But I I don't want the dog. No. I just want the cuddles. Cuddles. (laughs) Does that count? I feel like that counts.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: So I've broken all of these.
1: There you go. Just to remind us that the law is a good teacher, but most of us are in one way or another a bad student. Ooh. Like we, we hear those rules and we get them. And when we are reminded... We we go, Oh yeah, I may not be doing all that I should be doing to, you know, prevent myself from being mixed up in stuff that pulls me away from God.
0: That damages, yeah, damages yeah. our relationship with God or others. Yeah.
1: But Lent is a time when we are called to look at look at that mirror mm-hmm. and to hold up the scripture and to hold up the to, to ourselves so that we so that we can look at ourselves and return. Repent and return to God. The other story in this sermon is is of Jesus driving the moneymakers out of the temple.
0: That's one way to do it.
1: That's one way to do it, to clean house. But we have to remember the thing about this scripture is that we often often talk about it in very specific ways, about anger, which is totally appropriate. What I was really struck with this time looking at this scripture was the realization that Jesus wasn't necessarily angry that this business had to happen Mm -hmm. or was happening. He was angry about the place it was holding.
0: Yeah, it was holding place inside of the sacred place. Inside sacredness.
1: of the sacred place. Like you it's one of those things that like creep crept I think crept up on people. Like it used to happen down the block, and then it was happening right outside the doors, and then it was finally in the temple courtyard. And Jesus is saying this is one of those things that, that we need to look at critically
0: mm-hmm.
1: and reflect upon. To take stock, to look deeply at what's occupying the the, the, the places, sacred center. The sacred center. Where's the holy space in our lives, and what occupies that space? Mm-hmm. Is it silence sometimes? <laughs> is it the respect of holy conferencing mm-hmm. and holy conversations? Is it taking that time to worship? Is it God stuff? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> or is it world stuff? Yeah. Or is it our preferences?
0: Well, what keeps us comfortable and yeah. from needing to depend on yeah. God or other people?
1: Yeah. Right, right. And so, so that's that's the mirror. So we can look at the Ten Commandments in that mirror, and we can also look at the Jesus driving out the moneymakers. One of the reasons we give things up for Lent is that it helps us see differently. Mm-hmm. I frequently tell this story. I have a friend. We have a friend, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's one of our joint friends. Um. Who, way back before we went to seminary, gave up alcohol for Lent.
0: Uh-huh. And never picked it up again?
1: No, and lost a friend. Oh. Because it had become their, like, that had become the way their friendship existed. Wow. Was drinking beer. And, and the friend could not handle the idea that they needed to
0: go for coffee and not beer. That had become the crutch and the center the instead of, of the relationship.
1: And so when we give things up... When we take things on mm-hmm. that allows us to do some of that work too. So so figure out the ways in which the mirror you need to look clearly in the mirror.
0: Yeah.
1: Do that this week. Do that and figure out where we can let go of the burdens of the shoulds so mm-hmm. that we can do the, the amazing work that God has in front of us. So and we can actually figure out how to use this freedom
0: we've been given. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Susan. You're welcome. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. If you have questions for us, if you have stories that relate to the topics we have been discussing today, you can shoot us an email. We're at In at gmail.com. You can find us on sundaymorningsleepin.com. That's our website. It's got our archive with all of the links to all of the things that we have been talking about. You can find us on Facebook. The scripture for the podcast is Exodus 20, 1 through 17 and John 2, 13 to 22. And the theme music you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. At the end of worship, at the end of our time together on our
1: podcast, we, we give a blessing. And the blessing this day is to go look in the mirror. Get up, move around, and figure out how God might be leading you into the future. of Christ name.